Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. If you're on YouTube, subscribe for us. If you are listening on the podcast, come over to YouTube, subscribe, have a look at all the content myself and Matty the Waterboy are putting out. We're going through every single team during the off-season, giving our best prediction for their 17 heading into 2023. We've also got the off-season episodes, which have been fantastic. Uh, New ones dropping every few days. Uh, Today we're going to go through the Sydney Roosters heading into 2023 and uh, talk about their best 17 that we can come up with. Welcome my co-host who loves nothing more than talking Sydney Roosters. <laughs> Maddie, welcome, mate. What's going on, Guru? I, look, I'm going to take my South hat off for this podcast and going to be completely straight up and down. I will, this is the only time I'll admit this, I really th- rate the Roosters this year. I think they're going to be, there. I've, I've we, I spoke about it in the Penrith podcast. I didn't have a ladder. I've set my ladder now. I'm not going to say it exactly, but I've got Roosters right up north for 2023. I think they are definitely the goods. When you consider the last year, pretty disappointing by their standards. They finished sixth. Yeah, it was a weird year, wasn't it? Because they started really mm. up and down. Like, not average, just, just up and down. And then before South knocked them out in that Sinbin Sunday game, they'd won the last, like, fucking seven or eight games. So it's kind of a weird year. They, they went into that final series with a lot of momentum and it gets quickly forgotten because of what happened on that Sunday. Yep. But the Roosters were one of the form teams of the comp coming into that game. And I guess that's what made that win so much more special for South fans. Um, but they, like, are, I think they are a little bit slept on, the Roosters. I I, I think their year was a little bit underrated and, and that game that South produced kind of took the gloss off what was a really good finish to the year for the Roosters. Yeah, and no, I think I agree with you, and I think that obviously that game against South Sydney, that they lost James Tedesco in that. They lost one, one or two other guys, which yeah. you know, is going to have an impact on any team. But I think for me, when I look back at the Roosters in 2022, the thing that stands out for me is they spent the entire season trying to work out their combos, yeah. trying to work out the best way to play their footy. I think you could see sort of, as you alluded to, the back end of the season of 2022, they'd worked that out, yep. especially in the halves. So 
I think they know what the formula is now. I think now they know the best way to use Sam Walker. Just hand him the keys and let him go. Uh, I think they know the best way to use Joey Manu now. Obviously, letting him float. I think yeah. they'll be better for that. Um, I think now they've just got to get used to having Brandon Smith in there, who a tremendous hooker, but he's still got a lot to learn at nine. I think they will start a little bit slow. I think they will look a little bit clunky early. I think it's a good thing as well. Like If Connor Watson was coming here this year as well, then it would have been a little bit harder for them to uh, kind of gel because they, they're both coming into a new system. So yeah. I think it's good that Watson's got that year under his belt. Yeah, for uh, sure. For, for the sake of the Roosters himself and for Brandon Smith. And I think uh, we, we were obviously in here the other day and Connor Watson was doing his podcast. I think he's he's pretty keen for next year, I think. I think he's had that year to get used to his surroundings and whatnot. Yeah, I think, fuck, it was funny when um when they opened the podcast with, I think, Kalen or Matty Croker said to Connor, oh, you left us for an extra week, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. Good, good chat between the three of them. Good chat the boys. It was a good time. Uh, yeah, so I, I think the Roosters, I think they're in for a big season. I think they're going to do very well. And, you know, we write down their best 17. And um, realistically, mate, there's only about three positions that are up for negotiation. And yeah. realistically, probably only one of them is realistically open. Uh, the other two spots are back rowers where one will start, one will be on the bench. So... Mm. Uh, there really isn't too many changes happening to this side other than Brandon Smith coming in. They'll stay pretty similar throughout the rest of the side. But the thing that really shocked me is that their 1-17 is unreal. It's great. And we've gone through a couple of 17s that are already really good, but then you write their depth players and there might be one to three solid first graders there in the rest of the squad. The Roosters, uh, you know, I, I've got written down outside of their squad a couple of names I want to talk about. I've got about eight names here. Mm. Some of them ha haven't played first grade yet. Some of them, the vast majority of them have. Uh, some of them have been first grade starters at other teams. Uh, like, their depth is incredible. And they don't have any, like, superstars that aren't making their team. But, fuck, they've got some consistent footballers that aren't going to be in their side. And it, show, it really shows, doesn't it, that, like, positions 28 to 30 are so important. Just because, look, look at the podcast we've done so far. The top... Topish teams have been Penrith and Roosters, and both of those we've highlighted. Yes, their one to seventeen is good, but the people underneath them yep. are just so like they can come in seamlessly. Whereas the doggies and the knights, for example, have a really really good one to seventeen, but a couple of injuries and they could be in a bit of trouble. And that's the difference between you know the teams that are fighting for the top eight and the teams that are fighting for minor premiership. And as you said, eighteen to thirty is so important. What I what stands out for me and what I love about the Panthers and the Roosters squads is that. 18 to 30, they aren't just good 20-year-olds. They've got good 25-year-olds, 26-year-olds, yeah. like older, experienced guys that can come in. You guys like Jake Turpin, Hutcho, these sort of guys that are a little bit older than, than your average sort of player. Uh, so, yeah, I love the way this Rooster side is looking. Um, are we locking? Are we both locking them in for a top four? Yeah, they're, they're in my top four, and they're one of the – three or four teams like absolutely fighting for the minor premiership and top two this year. Yeah. So I think the Roosters will be definitely looking for a top four spot. I would love to see this year if I could have, and I know yours will be a little bit different as a South Sydney fan, but just as a rugby league fan, I would love a Roosters Penrith grand final. I would love to see two, the two teams that have won the most recent back-to-back -back premierships. You got to remember in, in between those two teams winning back-to-back -back premierships, there was only one in between. The Melbourne yeah, Storm. Melbourne, Melbourne, yeah. So they've both done it in the last five years. I think it would be a fantastic grand final to see these teams go head-to-head. -head. And at the moment, they are my grand final. And, fuck, if these two teams play each other in a prelim final and you get to play them in the grand final, 
you'd be stoked just quietly. I think as well, <clears throat> we look at Penrith as the benchmark. And then when you look at the benchmark, you look at teams who, who could knock them off. The Roosters are probably number one or number two out of all those teams that could really dust the Penrith off, Penrith Panthers off in the finals in any stage, to be honest. And we look back to 2020 when the Roosters were going for their third in a row. You know, they were red-hot favourites at the start of the season and whatnot, but you could see the back end of that season. I know they had a heap of injuries and whatnot, but you could see that it was starting to take its toll. Oh, yeah. The two premierships before that were really starting to take their toll, as they should. Because they were up they were up there for the, for the year, and then they started slowly, slowly declining. And then I'll bring this up, I'll bring this up as, as often as I can. South absolutely smacked them 60-8, <laughs> yeah. and I think that – that was it for them because they I, – I know they only lost to Penrith uh, by a point, I think it was, in the finals, but they, they were no hope that year. They were they were well and truly cooked after that back-to-back. And when you look back to that 2020, obviously that was the year after they lost Cooper Cronk. Yep. Uh, that had a big impact on them. And I'm not saying Apicurusau is like Cooper Cronk, but he's another big spine player that they've lost. Yep. And it is going to be a big test for Penrith for the Penrith Panthers. So it'll be interesting to see if they are able to win that third in a row, which winning two in a row is fucking incredible. We all know that. The third in a row when you're losing players and whatnot. Um, even when you compare the team that lost the grand final in 2020, the Penrith Panthers, compared to the team they're playing with now, it's completely different. Oh, 100%. Who's the la- is, is Parra the last team to go three in a row? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So last team to go three in a row. Never, so we've never seen that. No, we've never seen it in our lifetime. We, we've seen teams go to three grand finals. Haven't seen a team win three in a row. Interesting. Yeah. So Penrith are a good chance, though, aren't they? They are a very good chance. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they go. Let's get stuck into this Roosters side, though, mate. Um, at fullback, arguably the best player in the world, James Tedesco. Uh, he picks himself there. There is no doubt about that. Wingers, Daniel Tupu. He picks himself on one edge and. I think for a lot of people, Suwali'i probably picks himself on the other side. Uh, they obviously did sign Jackson Paulo during the off-season, or during last season, sorry. So he's into this squad as well. Now, would you ever pick Paulo over Suwali'i? No, I wouldn't. But you could short-ball Suwali'i into left-centre. Momorowski's probably the choice there at the moment. The back end of last year, they did have Hacho there. Um, I think the only spots, and you obviously got Joey Mano at right-centre, I think the only spots in the back five, Matty, where there could be a bit of movement could be right-wing and left-centre, depending on where they want to play Suwali'i. I love the idea of him playing left-centre. I think it's you need a strike player at left-centre, but... He is one of the best players in this competition coming out of his own end. So you do lose a lot there. Where do you sit on this one? So to simplify it, there's realistically two options. You got Tupo on the left. You got Joey Manu as your right centre. As you said, it's where you put Suwili. If you put Suwili on the wing, you probably throw Momorowski at, at centre. Or, I mean, there's some other players as well, but let's just for argument say Momorowski. Or if Trent Robinson decides to put Suwili as left centre, you probably got Jackson Paulo as the right winger. I, at this point, I know a couple of weeks ago, we, we said we we're flirting with both. I still think at this point, I would have Suwali on the wing mm-hmm. and I would start with um, Momorowski at left centre. I think we keep forgetting we're so, like, Suwali is still 19 and he's going to be 19 for the entire year. I think, and he had such a good year on the wing this year. I reckon just give him another year there. Like he's had his, he's, he's had a taste at fullback at the World Cup. 
I reckon let's just give him some confidence, stick him. Well, fuck, he, that bloke doesn't need confidence actually, but just stick him where he's he's good. If you need to move, maybe they can flirt with it in some games. Yeah, maybe even for parts of a game. But as as it stands, I'd probably um yeah I'd probably start with Suli on the right wing. What would you do, uh, mate? I was the first one to. S- to get on top of moving moving Suwali to left centre. And um, I was very high on it. I, I was almost decided on it, to be honest with you, when we spoke a couple of weeks ago. But after watching him in that World Cup and just seeing how good his kick returns were, were for Samoa and seeing that there is still a lot that he needs to learn as far as completing his game, um, I'm now more so leaning to keeping him on that wing. Yep. I am now. I love the idea of him being a strike left centre. And the thing that I loved about what you said is that I would definitely trial it throughout the year. Yeah, I would have little little periods of time where you do move him in there. It might just be every few weeks, once a month, whatever it might be. Uh, injuries might force their hand somewhere. If Momorowski was to get injured, uh, you could obviously go with like a Hutjo or one of these guys there. But then I would seriously consider moving him to centre. But when you've got this full strength side, um, yeah, I, I think I'd probably now keep him on the wing. But when you think back to when they won, won, won their back-to-back comps, in my opinion, they don't win it without their strike left centre, Latrell Mitchell. Yep. And I do think that Suwali could provide something similar, but they don't have a Brett Morris in their team at the moment, so it makes that decision a little bit harder as well. Uh, so I think as it stands right now, I think we both agree we'd have Suwali on the right wing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Momorowski in the centres. Obviously, the back end of last year, Hacho was playing there. I think that's more of a defensive play. Uh, and I don't think that'll be the Roosters' mindset coming into this season. So I don't think Hutcho will be there. The other one is Billy Smith, who got injured last year, another big injury. Um, if I'm being completely honest, I'm getting a little bit worried about Billy Smith's injuries. Uh, it's a lot to come back from time and time again. I hope that he does, uh, but I'm getting a little bit worried about him. The other one to keep an eye on, and he has been elevated into the Roosters' top 30, and I've got a feeling that by the time uh, the preseason trials, the he could be anything cup, whatever they're calling it. Yeah. Robert Toyer, uh, he's a guy from Queensland that's come down to the Roosters, played SG ball last year, really big body, really strong centre. I think you'll see him in a few of their trials can play centre or wing. I think he's a guy we're going to be talking about quite a bit over the next few years. Keep an eye on Robert Toyer. I don't think he'll be in their starting back line though, but I think with a couple of injuries, he's a guy that could become pretty interesting. Big body, incredibly solid, very talented player. So another one to keep an eye on there. So when you have a look at their depth for their outside backs, Matty, Hacho, Paulo, Toya. Still got Adam Kieran there at the moment. Rumours he could be heading to the Penrith Panthers. Nothing confirmed there at the moment, though. Uh, but outside backs, they're sitting pretty, aren't they? Oh, man, they got so much depth, the Roosters. So, yeah, they'll, they'll be fine. Of course, like, ideally, you'd... You'd want to be sure of your of your one to five, like have someone locked in each position. But I think it's just because Suwali is so good. Like you, you basically got three fullbacks in your back line. So yeah, yeah, they're pretty blessed. The Roosters. And it's crazy to think that if he was given a full season at fullback and a full preseason, he could potentially be a top ten fullback in rugby league, but still be the third best fullback at this club. Crazy, isn't it? It's just insane. They're it's they're crazy. The Roosters right now. Yeah, halves. Uh, we came into last year, and I was the first one to say I thought Kiri needed to be the seven. I just thought Walker didn't have the experience. It was too much on his shoulders. I was completely wrong. Uh, I think they showed the back end of last year that it's simple. Walker has to be the seven. He has to be given the keys. And Luke Kiri, he can just play his role at six. Would you agree? Oh, I, I don't. 
I think it's obvious for everyone to see what, what happened last year. Like, look at the difference between what happened when Kiri was six to when Kiri was seven, vice versa. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's 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 an everybody win situation for the Roosters. It, Walker and Kiri can do both of their roles at their best in Kiri in the six and Walker in the seven. When you have a look at their starting front row, the halves pick themselves, so we'll move into the forward pack. Uh, the front rowers. We've got Matty Lodge, Rhea Hargraves, Lindsay Collins. Now, uh, we're picking their best 17. Matty, you could bench any one of those three on any given week, and I'm pretty sure knowing Trent Robinson, uh, there will be a rotation throughout the season. Yep. Uh, you'll obviously have Lindsay Collins. He will go and play Origin at some point. Um, so you have Rhea Hargraves, Lodge. There are other options there. But as far as who's going to start in the front row, uh, week to week, pick two of Lodge, JWH, and Lindsay Collins. A fantastic front row there mm. arguably right up there with the best in the competition yeah definitely i think them getting lodged last year was a master stroke from robinson and yeah you're right as you said they've got one of the best front row rotations in the comp now and that's if lodge gets off his training trial we'll see if he gets if he gets a contract <laughs> a real underdog story we wish him all the best uh at hooker we've got brandon smith obviously arriving from the melbourne storm they lost sammy verrills this year he went up to the gold coast titans uh off topic did you see sam verrills in his titans kit the other day yeah, i did i did <laughs> mad jerseys from the gold coast Titans. we'll get to them but Unreal kit and Sam Verrills, he looks sensational in them. Uh, but Brandon Smith coming up, we obviously know that in 21 or 20, he won Hooker of the Year. 21. 2021, yeah. 2021, Dalian Hooker of the Year. Uh, as we've said on a number of occasions on this podcast, Brandon Smith's got a lot to learn about playing Hooker. I think it was still pretty evident in that World Cup as well. Uh, no better place for him to learn about it. He'll be obviously with Connor Watson, who's been playing the position for a while. Uh, but I do think that the career of Brandon Smith. He's obviously had experience with Harry Grant, Cameron Smith, uh, been able to work with Jake Friend as well. I think that's going to be sensational for him. I think he starts slow, but I think by the back end of the year, we'll start to see some really good footy from Brandon Smith in the nine. Uh, we'll get to the back row in 13 soon, mate, but if we pair Cheese up with Connor Watson, oh. who's our 14, um, I'm expecting Cheese to play, I'd say the starting, probably the opening 50-odd minutes yep. at nine then I'm expecting Connor Watson to come on. And then I wouldn't be surprised if maybe even Watson comes on earlier and Brandon Smith plays sort of a middle forward role at some point throughout the game. I would almost be willing to include him in their front row rotation because I think he'll play 10 or 15 minutes at some point of the game. Would you agree? Yep. No doubt. Their, their front row rotation is – because I'll have um, – like I know we'll get to it, but I'll have like even Egan Butcher yep. will play like obviously a different style of front rower. He's not a front rower, but like in the middle there – um. Yeah, the Roosters the, the, in, in that middle there, they're going to have some power and have a lot of fast legs. Yeah, leg speed's going to be huge for them, 100%. Uh, let's move to their back row. Angus Crichton coming off a tremendous World Cup. He picks himself on one edge. The other side's interesting. Shatili Tupanua, he started the season there, heap of upside, uh, got injured, of course. Nat Butcher came in and Nat Butcher fucking brained it. Mm. Uh, I've been saying for a long time that I think Egan will be better than Nat. Nat had me on the edge of my seat last year. He mm. was very, very impressive. So I'm not sure which of these two they're going to go for, to be honest with you. I think that Satili Tupanua, he's probably got the upside in attack. Defensively, he can get caught out, whereas Nat, I think he's more of a, a complete footballer, but, but Satili has more of the upside. Um, I think it's fair to say, Maddie, that whichever one they choose to start with, the other one gets a bench spot. Yeah, no no doubt in this world. Yeah, it's it's a pick-your-poison type thing. Um Maybe it's recency bias, maybe because he went to Marcel and I'm probably going that. Um, but 
it's a, they're different players. It depends what you want. Whoever misses out is going to play on the bench anyway. So I do think that uh, something that will play into this is that if you're going to pick one of them on the bench, you want them to be able to play middle or edge. Yeah. And I think Nat's probably more suited to that role. Yeah, that's true. But I think gun to head, I would rather Nat start on that edge than um, Tilly Tupanua. So it will be interesting to see um, how they're utilised. In saying that, Tilly Tupanua, as I said, my biggest problem with him is that he can get caught out defensively. Um, when you're defending in the middle, like he would be if he comes off the bench, as crazy as it sounds, it gets a little bit easier. It's just about making tackles. It's not about making decisions, which I think will help Tilly a little bit. So whichever way they decide to go there... Uh, I've, Great spot to be in for the Sydney Roosters. Oh, it's fantastic. Unreal spot. 13, Victor the Inflictor. Um, picks himself. Just got to stay on the fucking field, right? Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, who knows if the origin rules will change by then, but fuck, I hope I see him in a Blues jersey next year. Love to see it at some point. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's crazy that, that we haven't seen it and we might not see it. Hopefully things change. Uh, and the beauty of having Victor there is that, oh, sorry, the beauty of, you know, obviously, if Victor does get suspended, injured, whatever it will be, um, Cheese is obviously there to shift into that role as well. So, yeah. could, geez, it could work out to be a very nice little combination between Radley, Cheese, yeah. Connor Watson, these sort of guys. It could be something really special this year. Both on and off the field. On and off, yeah. They're <laughs> going to be a good time off it. No <laughs> doubt about that. Um, let's move to the bench, mate. And we've already spoken about the vast majority of it. Our bench lines up as Connor Watson as the utility. Uh, whichever of the front row forwards you don't choose to start out of Collins, JWH and Lodge will be in 15. 16, we would have the loser or the player that doesn't get picked out of Nat Butcher and Satilli. Jersey 17, um, I'm pretty confident you brought him up before, Egan Butcher. Yeah, I think that's pretty much locked in. Yeah, he's been building very nicely over the last few years. I think he's a natural 13, uh, but he can play in the front row. He can play on an edge as well. So Egan, uh, he's close to a perfect jersey number 17 to have. One name I'm going to throw in there once again that I've mentioned a lot of is Josh Wong, this young guy coming through the Roosters. I think he will be in this 17 by the end of the year. They will have an injury somewhere. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised, Matty, if we're sitting here in 12 months' time going, ooh, who starts on the edge, Nat Satilli or Wong? Mm. He's that sort of a player. And I think that if you're a back rower or you're a bench player and you have a long-term injury or suspension and you give Wong an opportunity, I think it's going to really bite you in the ass. Yep. I, uh, I'm a huge fan of Egan Butcher. I wouldn't be surprised if when Wong get, gets an opportunity, if he jumps ahead of him, and I wouldn't be surprised if he jumps ahead of Nat and um, Satili at some point. Still very early in his career, there's no doubt about it, and maybe I am a little bit premature, uh, but I think that Josh Wong is going to be a superstar, so he's one to keep an eye on. I think he'll be 18th man for a number of games this year, and he's another guy that I think they'll just give random opportunities to to come in and, ha and have a crack. Um, he can play centre, he can play back row, lock, he can play in the middle if you needed him to. He could even jump in at six and handle himself so very talented guy who i think uh he could be the next sort of i hope he's not the next orbison but he's got that sort of ability i'd rather see him lock down a spot which i think will be the back row though so you got josh wong on the extended bench you got billy smith who we spoke about hacho we spoke about adam kieran we spoke about him as well one of the great depth guys very similar to that kurt man jake Avarillo sort of role he can play just about anything adam kieran Robert Toyer, the young guy that we spoke about as well. Uh, him and Wong are my two guys to watch at the Chooks. Jake Turpin mm. signed with the Chooks for this season. A very interesting signing. Probably hasn't had the best two or three years up there at the Brisbane Broncos based on where we thought he was going to be. But I love this signing as a depth guy. And if something was to happen to Victor Radley, you could move Cheese to 13 and you could bring Turpin in and his job would be so simple. 
that I think he'd be really effective there. What a squad guy to have. Oh, it's he's, it's fantastic. I, I think it's a really, really good signing for the Roosters. And it's, it'd just be good, like Turpin, just be good to have there in preseason as well, uh, just to be fighting with Connor Watson and Brandon Smith. I think it's just everybody wins. It's good all around. Yeah, and it's even perfect for, you know, if Radley is suspended and you want to keep Cheese at nine, you can play Watson at 13. Yeah. And then you can bring Turpin onto the bench and not really much changes. Mm. You can just, you can keep playing that same role. So it gives them so many options uh, to work with here. It's crazy. Uh, other guys that we need to keep an eye on, you've obviously got Renu Fatoni, who had a bit of an injury derailed season last year. Rumours that he could be heading to the Super League. I think it'd be very disappointing to see him leave this early. Uh, but he's one that could leave or could feature in this side. Terrell May, who played a lot last year, obviously the younger brother of the May boys from the Penrith Panthers. I really liked him in all of his games, Matty. He looked impressive he to great. me. Yep, he was good. And he'd have to play 15, 20 minutes in this side realistically. Yeah. But a pretty easy gig for – or not an easy gig, but it'd be a, a very simple role to be able to do well. The other one who's probably the next best front row on the side is Fletcher Baker, who I can't fit him into this 17, mate, and I think Fletcher would walk into most 17s in this competition. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah he, I mean, he played a lot of the start of the year last year and was and was really, really good. Um could be could be a guy that might, if if another club comes knocking, probably could find an opportunity because there's just so much. The the team's so stacked, and he's yeah. good enough to be playing first grade. So, um, yeah, it just shows how crazy their depth is. Yeah, and from what I've heard, apparently there are a few clubs after Fletcher Baker, so I wouldn't be surprised if he does leave at some point potentially. Uh, but yeah, their depth is incredibly impressive. Uh, this is such a good side, and. You know, we haven't even mentioned him, the coach, Trent Robinson. We know how good, how important coaching is. And um Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Could you put him outside of the top three, Matty? Oh, no, no way. No. Could you put him outside the top two? Could you put him as one? Mm, I, I can't disrespect Craig. Um, Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett, yeah. yeah. I, nah, I'd still got, I still got Bellamy and, and Bennett as one and two in the opposite order. Robbo's definitely next on the dance Robbo's floor, though. definitely three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. probably go Desi after that. Yeah. So this Rooster side... Well, Desi's not even a coach at the moment, so... Not coaching at the moment. Yeah. Unbelievable again. But anyway. Um, yeah, this Rooster side, they are looking like they're going to have a massive, massive season. Uh, and, mate, it was sort of the guys that we skipped over because they're automatically in this side that'll that'll make all the differences. Teddy, Tupu, Manu, Kiri. I mean, some of the talent, JWH, Angus mm. Crichton, some of the talent that we just skimmed over... <laughs> we, we we probably like undervalued this team to some extent when we were talking about them just because we focused on the positions that are yeah, up for grabs but yeah, this exactly. side fuck they're going to be hard to contend with good luck Dolphins week one yeah oh, Jesus Christ why would they do that to them honestly <laughs> don't, know. don't know no idea fuck knows tough tough gig uh, Matty anything else to add on this Rooster side mate No, nah, hopefully they come last fingers crossed for you yeah <laughs> I'd love to see them do well just to watch Matty all year and it just 
just brighten my day each and every day. Uh, guys, thanks for joining us once again. As I said, off the top, if you are listening on the podcast, come over to the YouTube, subscribe, have a look at all the content that is available on Rugby League Guru YouTube. If you are already on YouTube, guys, subscribe and let us know uh, which team do you want us to go through next. Uh, we had a number of people that requested the Canterbury Bulldogs. We went ahead and did those. A few people said the Penrith Panthers, how they would line up, so we got stuck into those. So who else would you like to see me and Matty go through next? Let us know in the comments. We'll see you soon. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.